Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. and welcome to another episode of Imagine This. I'm Trent. I'm Brashina. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we're joined, well, rejoined, I should rather say, by two very special guests, Lucy and Sam. Would y'all like to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hello, my name is Lucy. My name is Sam, and, and we are... We- Bullet point theater. They tried to talk in unison, but over Zoom, it's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) We've done it so much better in the past as well. I know. Oh, that was okay. That's that's one for the books. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you remember either from the name Bullet Point Theater or perhaps from their accents, I think they're the only thus far. Um, British counterparts we've had on the show. Mackenzie yeah, just pretends true. sometimes she lives there currently. Um, no, I'm not British. I can't say that I'm British. I'll get beat up. <laughs> just in the streets of London. Yeah. So anyway, if you remember, we had them on our last season to mm-hmm. talk about a show, our last first. So if you would refresh our memories, just real briefly, Lucy and Sam, what is this show? And why were we all so wildly excited about it when you came on last time to talk about it? So Our Last First was um, a brand new play that was returning to London for its second production. Um, And the kind of like really exciting thing about it is the entire script is written without any genders, pronouns, ages or physical descriptions. So it is written and designed to be played by any and every actor. And it follows a very simple love story um, about a couple. But the catch is that it is live cast at the start of every show meaning the four actors have learnt the entire script and they don't know who they're going to be playing, nor do you know who you're going to be seeing and therefore what couple you're going to see fall in love. Wow. That is still such a cool concept to me. I wish I could have seen it. And We still need to send you the link so you can watch it. We still need to sort this out. Yes. yes, I because, yeah, we would have a watch party and it would be a whole thing. Yes. Um, but what Lucy did not mention is that um, she is the playwright behind <laughs> said script that she just described. And then Sam was had the opportunity to direct the show. So the two of them are the masterminds behind this fabulous production that Brishina and I are sad we didn't get to see. But we want to hear about it. The live cast element of this show is perhaps the most interesting, but I'd like to back up even a little bit further. Because typically when you're casting a show, you have perhaps some physical attributes or some ages or some genders that you're working with to create particular characters. This show doesn't have that. So you're simply looking at actors 
who have the ability to play four different people, but you don't even know necessarily what you're looking for those four people to be. So how did that work? Um, oh, it, I think that when me and Lucy were casting this show, we really actually at the core of it, were looking at four actors that could work really well together. And that could have been anything. Um, but as you said, there was we had nothing to go from really as what might be a character description of exactly what they are, who it could have been. It was more, we are going to just really see out of these pool of actors who've decided to audition and uh, respond to our casting call, just who we think would work well together and who would have the right dynamics to work against each other playing four different roles and what dynamics could they genuinely bring to the other three actors that might be on stage it was a bit of um it's a bit of a whirlwind i think it's going to probably it, i will always say i think it will be the hardest thing casting wise we will ever do because it is that thing of we are um essentially casting people just on their talents and genuinely what what uh what they will bring to the show more so than this person uh looks really nice and this person looks really nice they could work well together because of looks it wasn't anything like that it was very much this person's very talented and this person's very talented and when you hear them read the script it's electric like it's that's how it would that's how we um essentially approach the casting side of it and then on top of that we were also like looking for i think it's quite a hard thing with actors because actors spend their lives playing other people and like basically hiding themselves mm -hmm. and really this show we are so asking them to bring themselves to the role and like you know be the gender that they are be the age that they are not pretend to be anything else so we were also really looking for four individuals who were very like unapologetically themselves and confident enough in themselves to kind of bring themselves fully into those roles um, on top of also, you know, being comfortable having to fall in love with three with three other people and, and make sure that they were open enough to having that sort of like intimacy and that connection with every single person, be like be that regardless of what their own sexuality was. So it was really, yeah, it started out very much like it obviously has to be based on talent. But it really came down to like who are the right humans for this show because yeah talents really needed like they have to be able to play four roles but actually they just have to be the right human to take part it's very interesting it goes into a little bit more like psycho analyzing actors and us as humans um which is i don't think a very normal thing for a casting room but yeah it was mainly us just kind of being very honest with a group of people and being like tell us about yourself like tell us something you wouldn't normally say in an audition room so that we can learn who you are wow that's like really authentic artistry i'm kind of obsessed with that um will you tell us a little bit how like the rehearsal process worked like how did you make sure that everyone got enough rehearsal time as every character um wow. We, so, firstly, honesty, was we just told the actors that it probably wasn't going to be the case that we could do every single combination for every single scene because the, you you would just need weeks on weeks. So mm. Magical Sam then came up with a vague system 
yeah my i sort of the approach because is we had what it was four weeks four weeks rehearsals yeah um the show and it would it's just it was never going to be enough to do the different combinations of uh, for the show because i think in total what there's like either 16 to 24 i can't remember off the top of my head so but it's many. like we there were so many different combinations that could happen so i was when speaking to lucy about how to approach uh the directing side of it my core belief was if you make sure that the actors are so secure in how the they are doing the role itself it means that when whoever they are playing opposites in the show they know who they are as that character so like deeply that it wouldn't matter that they can just perform and act as themselves as this character regardless of who was opposite them essentially and and in a way that's the beauty side of it as well because i said to lucy that it's only in those moments that then you realize that people are uh, acting opposite each other in the moment just it's fresh eyes and also it you really you you watching it you get that whole sense of these two people are falling in love for the first time and that's something that is i think it's you can tell when someone's done the same scene the same uh i love you scene thousands and thousands of times before but when you actually get a combination that's never been happened before and the actors have to work really hard to just get fresh in the moment oh it's so it was it was fantastic to always watch every night like it was yeah. i remember every single combination brought something completely new and there's certain scenes in the show where you're like they're gonna say that i want to i love you i want to move in with you and it's like you, you can just see the genuine side behind it and it's so fascinating i can't it's like it's that's just yeah don't think you're going to get it in very uh, in different shows essentially this show is brings itself to the fact that you have to just be living in the moment and so that's basically what I within for. the show but it was essentially like we have to find how they can find the right techniques that they can feel like they could just be bringing things fresh every single time and it was just yeah a lot of talking a lot of really uh thinking about what each other's intentions were against the other person and it's yes a lot of what what would you do in this situation now bring it to the situation um and yeah. i think we gave a lot of we gave our actors quite quite a lot of freedom um yes in quite a different things like yeah it's, we i agree with sam like we focused so heavily on character so they knew who they were and they knew how each of them played each other and then sam and i kind of like had choreographed almost the entire show um because no one leaves the stage so we we both sort of picked we each had a character and we stuck with that character for the four weeks and we would sort of get up and show them like okay so you have to start here you have to end here how you get there how it can be different care. every night um so they had like quite a lot of freedom in like blocking and how the scenes would run so we kind of just set them up with a lot of like structures and frameworks and like support systems and then we'd just go and go go on off you mm. go that's all you're getting that is super cool what did the cast end up looking like like did you have 
two men or two women? Like, what what did it look like? Do you want to go? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, so we had um, two cisgender men, and then we had two non-binary actors. Oh, that's awesome. So we had a really um, beautiful cast, like uh, um, most incredible. Were they all different actors. ages as well, or like, like, yeah? I think our ages went from twenty-three to twenty-eight. Is that right, Sam? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So still in the sort of like in the twenties. Um, I'd, I'd say that's just... diversity, you know, Gen Z and millennial. <laughs> yeah. And also like, it's just, I mean, the, the next stage for the show is absolutely to get those ages mm-hmm. hugely ranging, but that just mm. brings in so much more like safety stuff you have to do yeah. that we were like with our time limit, we were like, we actually just can't do that. Yeah. Um, and so we'll instead highlight this, this and this. Mm-hmm. um but it was definitely it was a way more age variation than the very first production so we were like okay we've stepped our game up here a little bit but we know that like the next step would be to widen it even more mm-hmm. so we've talked a little bit about safety so like what were some of the like safety concerns in the rehearsal process i, think... I mean you go sam i think um i mean intimacy is such a vulnerable uh, place and and it's a very vulnerable thing to allow yourself as an actor to do on stage so and that was one of the core things that me and Lucy were like well we know that intimacy can be scary for some actors yeah. and what we decided we we hired an inter- intimacy coordinator for the show who was fantastic with the actors who then would basically look at those moments of intimacy within it the show and make it safe for everybody. Make it not um, essentially, I am going to kiss you. Make it more of, this is me showing that I care more. And it was, so that was one of the main forms of safety that was definitely within the show, was having um, Kat, who was a fantastic intimacy coordinator. And I, what what are the things that, what other things? And then like, about? well, the, the another huge one is because we're asking our actors so wholeheartedly to bring who they are in you know into the script it's quite and it is such a you know it's all about love and it does follow this relationship but you do have to be careful as you know i mean some actors love going method that's absolutely fine but on a show where you have to be every character and you have to have such a tight connection with your other four with your other three actors and your director and your writer and your stage manager we all put such a really key pressure on when we left the room, we left the script in the room and we left the characters. So we had a check-in and check-out procedure that anyone who was in the rehearsal room, regardless of if you were the lighting designer, you're a visiting producer coming in, we all checked in and then we'd do the work and then we would check out together and then we would leave the room. So very much like a, we all start together and then we leave what we have just done in that room you leave that character you find yourself again and we like without going into loads of detail about what the checkout was but it would basically end with you would we're all in a circle and you pointed at three things you saw you named them and when my name is and then you said your name so everything gets rooted back into self mm. and i'd say like that combined with all of the amazing like safe practices of intimacy work we had it just kept all of us 
on an even footing and like rooted in groundedness because I think often sometimes in rehearsals you know everyone's a creative everyone's an actor therefore everyone's always a little bit like there's dr there's drama and there's emotions because we we spend our lives portraying drama and and doing emotions mm -hmm. it just made sure that we were all back down to earth being like no we're still a human and I now need to go and buy my lunch from Tesco's around the corner so lovely lovely doing an argument scene with you but do you need a meal deal that kind of vibe yeah and that I think that's a it's a really important thing to bring up and especially given that actors weren't rehearsing every scene with every possible partner um it is even more important, I would say, that you have someone in the room, an intimacy coordinator, who can make those interactions smoother. I mean, frankly, one of the best parts of being an intimacy coordinator is you just get to make things less weird. Like, when I describe to people, like, the work I do as an intimacy director, I'm like, half of my job is just making it not weird. Like, you know, but it's so, it's so true, right? Because people, you know, a lot of times this is the first time they're interacting with this person and you're like, nice to meet you. We have to kiss later. Like, it's weird, right? <laughs> and so a lot of that is just m pulling out the tension from those moments before it can feel tense. And with yeah. that many possible interactions and all these different scenes, I can envision that have really becoming a boiling pot of water if it hadn't been like taken off the stove at the very beginning, right? And so I think that y'all's description of safe practice is really important to the overall conversation of theater as we move forward as a profession. Um, but I'm really glad that it created such a positive experience in this production. Yeah, we love safe theater. That's how it should always be. So, okay. It's the only way forward. It has to be. It just has to be it the main thing now. It has to be, yes. Well, otherwise, there's no, there's no point in moving forward if that's not the way forward. Um, there are too many traumatized people, and we don't need to add to the list, that's for sure. And ultimately, I think also safe when theatre is at the safest, it also means that people can explore and create more exciting new things because they feel comfortable and comfortability in a rehearsal room or on show or in front of an audience is just the like the key thing to make sure that creativity can be the most efficient and the and bring the best out of everybody and the best out of the whole side of the world which is making sure that theatre is accessible and and fully creative and just new. That's that, that's what I think. That's me and Lucy are very passionate about making sure whatever we do ultimately is safe and ultimately can get the best out of people as well. So, hmm. I I love that. And without getting too far down the rabbit hole of safety, I I'm glad you said that though because one of the biggest pushbacks I hear from. And it's less often now than it was a few years ago, mm -hmm. thankfully. But one of the biggest pushbacks I hear on intimacy directing specifically is that it makes it inorganic. Um, and it mm -hmm. is just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just not it's true. So not it's not true. Just not true. Yeah. <laughs> it, if anything, like you said, it, it makes it more mm -hmm. fresh and more organic because there's, com people are comfortable. Mm -hmm. People 
recognize that there are boundaries. And when you have boundaries, it's actually easier to explore because you know exactly how much you can explore mm -hmm. without hurting someone, which yeah. more people care about than I think we give them credit for, thankfully. Um, but, you know, so it really does matter. You can be more creative. You can do better work if you know what the boundaries of that work is. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad that you said that. And I'm glad that y'all's production went that way because there are fewer that go the opposite way, but they, they still exist. So we appreciate the work mm -hmm. that y'all are doing. Mm -hmm. So I want to know how the live casting went. Right, like all of, <laughs> to me, all of this lead up, all of the auditioning conversation and rehearsal conversation, while fascinating and important and crazy, because it's so different than most other shows, like the live cast is like what all of that leads up to. So mm -hmm. I wanna hear how it went, how did the audience respond? Was it weird, was it wild? How different was it each day? Like I want all of it, I wanna know. Well, so we had like the live casting will always be i think the most terrifying aspect of the show <laughs> but even in trying to create how you do the live casting is terrifying and we we had like these final check-ins with our actors i want to say genuinely like four days before rehearsal started and they were like how is the live casting working and we were like we'll tell you on the first day of rehearsals one to give a bit of intrigue and two because Sam and I still didn't know how <laughs> we wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. We we thought of like any any idea you can think of, I I promise you we probably debated like, do we do a spinny wheel? Can we have like a, a drop from the ceiling that rains pieces of paper and it's whichever one they pick, does the audience pick? Um and in classic me and Sam fashion, the ideas just come out the most random places. And we were at the National Theatre in London and we were in their lo lovely little shop that they have just looking through plays. And like like all shops, they just have the most random stuff. And they had these um, books that when you open, a light shines out of them. And I just went, Sam, like, what if each, what if each actor had a different book and we could control what colour came out of the book? Oh. And what if we like picked up on the fact that on our poster the four like individuals each have a different color what if like can we combine that should we set a character like a, use the colors for each character and we kind of rang our designer having sent her a very bad video of us being like look it's a book that opens and we have a life <laughs> and she, honestly she must have thought we were like five-year-olds playing around but it was kind of then the idea that we ran with um we'd created this sort of world where half the set was very realistic and was sort of the real time and the rest of it was sort of playing into this memory world and so we then were like right well we're gonna have, have to have a bookshelf but hidden are four identical books and the actors won't know which book is which and they will open the book uh, they'll take the book they'll sit down and one by one in front of the audience they then opened their book saw what light sh shone out of it and then announced to the audience so it would be like was it did we say character first or color first sam oh god uh, it was color then character so they would open it and if it was orange orange was a and then they went round so they are hearing live as well because they all had their backs to each other who everyone else was playing um 
And then, of course, we explained it very detailed in the program that that's what the colours meant. But yeah, we did it through colour and randomised books and randomised colouring that our lovely stage manager would automatically uh, set and have it on a randomizer, basically. That is so cool. That's really fun. That is so awesome. It was, yeah, you could, it was just like the utter fear you could often see in like the last two people. Because the first two, <laughs> they could be anyone. But the last two, they're like, okay, I've heard that like friend has gone and I've heard the A, which means I'm either playing the lead role or I've got about like 45 minutes until I'm kind of going to be needed. And and then you just, it was, it was honestly quite hilarious. Like Sam and I held hands every live casting. <laughs> Because we obviously like knew kind of what way the show would go. But quite a few of the nights there was like a combination and we'd be like, we haven't even seen this. So sometimes you'd see like, we'd be like, oh my God. And the sometimes an audience member might notice Sam and I'd be like, oh, and be like, oh, okay, right. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, sometimes you would just, we did have to say to the actors quite a few times, like, can you please not show on your face how either like excited or disappointed you are in your, in your casting. Um, like, because sometimes like when we were doing runs, they'd open and just be like, oh, and you're like, no, come on. You can't let on. No, oh, no. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an absolute chaotic journey to find the live casting. But once we'd got it set in stone, I think it was great. I mean, I, yeah. I it was, I think, uh, the perfect, like, visual as well for how we'd done the show. It worked so well in its sort of, like, visual artistic world. That's really cool. Uh, and so your your comment about being excited or disappointed make, makes me wonder, did the cast have, like, a favorite character or two? Or did each one have a different character they connected with more? Or like, how did that relationship between cast and characters work in this production? I I would say that there was a hundred, there was two characters in the show that I think people enjoyed the most playing and that was playing A and then also playing friend. <laughs> and the reasons behind doing A and friend is mainly because uh, they're very two different sides of the spectrum a is like the more uh out in the relationship anyway between a and b a was more of the fun one let's say who came up with all the ideas of what to do i think so at least you might disagree with me so i saw that but it's like the they they came in and was like i've got this idea and they want it and every single actor came with a new like burst of energy when they did a so i think lots of people enjoyed doing a as well as on an actor's point of view, a lot of actors said that they have never ever performed or been a love interest, and A is very much the love interest within the show. So it was like, as I, you would not see a person like me ever do this role. So they loved the fact that they could be that representation as well. And then on the flip side, um, Friend was very much. Uh, they enjoyed playing friend because essentially friend wants to maliciously at some point affect the relationship that's happening. So it's that whole side of, mm -hmm. of um, how how as myself as a friend can, as the character friend do that intense and they I, and I mean like it is the slightly evil role. <laughs> so I think they loved. Oh yeah, I mean like uh, friend gets the audience reaction. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I mean. Like, the, when we actually send over the 
the video link, one of the nights that we were doing the recording, you hear, heard such vocalised reactions of from the audience <laughs> of people being friends and being like, no, you can't say that. <laughs> and, and it, and yeah. like, it fantastic like genuinely with me and Lucy like honestly we loved that whole section of the show just to see people be like on edge and have like such a vocalized and physical reaction to seeing what they could what was happening on stage and it was so funny that's so so yeah the actors definitely had their clear favorites (laughs) but I think also it was sometimes like it was really interesting for them to be like okay well if they knew they had family in you could you could almost kind of know what character they would want to play but obviously they know that's not going to happen like the, mm-hmm. you know, like the, it's not a predictable casting so i think they all had their like very clear favorite and we always talked about it but i think they did love everyone but also the di- yeah. the fun thing is that it really did dep- how they portrayed any character genuinely depended on who the other three were playing mm. so I think at the start, I know that there was like one actor really wasn't too sure about one role. And by the end of it, it was then their favourite role. Um, So it was kind of a bit like a lovely actors, we adore you, but do not have a (laughs) favourite. I could see where that would be like like, a difficult mindset to get out of. Oh, sorry. Rashina, you go. (laughs) I was just going to say, I could see where that would be a challenge for an actor because we're so used to playing one yeah. role the entire time that, like, you exploring it becomes this this whole thing where you're like, oh, well, I know this about this character and you get to take your time with it. But learning four different characters, you can't just gravitate toward one and leave the others. <laughs> You've got to, you know, give them all attention. And so that's really interesting. That must have been a stretch for the actors. Did they talk about in the process like how this was different for them and how did they like it more or just were like this is just different I mean we all know that it's a bizarre challenge (laughs) but every like therefore every actor that we even auditioned from very first round was there because they wanted the excitement of it and to do the challenge of it so like yeah there were definitely moments when we had our four and we were in the rehearsal room where you'd get like a bit of apprehension or like just a realization of, Oh my God, there's so much to learn. Mm -hmm. But I think we'd set in motion the fact that they would have so much to learn so early on. And we started doing like um, check-ins with them about learning lines for from about a month before we were even in the rehearsal room. So that we, we were all aware of the pressure and therefore we shared it together it wasn't just on them um but also i was kind of like come on actors when are you going to get the chance to do this again oh it's a it would also, be a dream think... situation for me as an actor <laughs> i love that nonsense yeah, yeah like I you think... can always go do something traditional but we'll we'll be there to be like if you want to do something that's a bit crazy mm-hmm. this is the show and I, I always think that I think actors really want to be challenged, that they, they shouldn't feel comfortable. And this definitely was a show where they they were challenged mentally, honestly. Like, it was like they were, the, the, the craft that they needed to do to make sure that they could do it correctly was immense. 
I mean, the, I, I personally also enjoyed the fact that you could see that they were also challenging each other. Like, you could see the actors also being like, I know my lines better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, and you could see that they were trying, not like, it was that healthy competition of semi, I, I, I'm going to know this scene a lot better than you, etc. And it was that nice dynamic that they always brought between the four. Because, I mean, Lucy knows that there was definitely but that in rehearsal rooms that you could see that people were like, I don't know this scene. And then you get the odd two actors that would walk on the stage like, I know this scene incredibly well. <laughs> I'm going to do it without this hand. And, like, and, then, and then we'll flip the scene. And it was like, you could just, it was really, um, it was exciting, honestly, to just have that. What was like your biggest takeaway from this whole process? Both of you. Oh, um, from like about the show or about ourselves as creatives? Oh, both, both. Go for it. Oh, gosh. You might need to cut out some of this silence whilst we think. <laughs> um, it's just I a dramatic part. <laughs> we did do this. So Sam and I are absolute sentimentalists. Um, so we filmed before opening night, we've set a camera up on the stage and we sat in front of it and just chatted for about seven minutes about like and asked each other questions. And then we did it again before closing night. And on that one, because I, I rewatched it the other night because I am such a sentimentalist. Um, on the closing night one, we literally asked each other, like, what's the one thing you've learned? But we say it about the other. So I s said about Sam that, I think the biggest thing you had learned from this was like in previous stuff you'd done, you hadn't necessarily had as huge a team as we had. So you learned that the pressure isn't all on your shoulders and that like you are allowed to lean on your assistant director, on your production assistant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think Sam's for mine, for me, was... Sam is now looking very worried, like, what did I say? <laughs> um, was the, For me, it's like, it, it's absolutely okay to for things to go wrong and then we fix them. Because, like, we still had things that definitely went awry and didn't go quite how we, in that moment, would have planned. But, of course, you just sort it out and everything is absolutely fine in the end. So, for me, it was like, when those big things do go wrong, just breathe. So, I think we learned quite about the way we we work as a duo as well um and then about the show the biggest takeaway is just that you really can portray so much love on stage mm. and it was just like we are so doing this the right way and it, we, we were both like oh, the show just needs to be seen by more people mm. like not even like tooting its own horn but just by like the fact that it proves how much casting and how much love stories can be you know more diverse and and done better mm. in theater mm -hmm. so i think our biggest takeaway was like we just need to keep going <laughs> we've got so yeah. much to do and so much more now that we're like it's it's lit our spark um and we're like we've got so much more we now need to prove and need to change hmm. i would i don't know if i need to add anything i've said you i think you've nailed it there thanks like, sam i do think that it was very much for me as well. I think for us, it was that thing of we have now started. We've started on such a good, high standard, yeah. really. 
and we know that I'm, I'm, there's no there's no way that we you, we we can fall from that we have to keep on going to this standard and yeah i think that's the thing it's like it was that proper push that we can do this and you know what we can keep on going and doing it and it, that's i think the biggest thing that we've learned it's the trust that we know what we're doing even though we feel like we don't <laughs> that's the, that's i think that's the probably the big there's thing. no like imposter syndrome anymore yes i'd say we don't have that anymore we're quite like no we're here we're unapologetic now entirely hmm. well i would say congratulations to all of that mm -hmm. i you know i think that pushing boundaries is important and then doing so successfully feeling good about the choices that you made is really artistically all you can ask for right it's like you make some bold choices and you're like well <laughs> Here's hoping. Uh, and, you know, I think that you landed the plane, so to speak. I think that you took the risk and then it paid off. And I am excited to see what else comes both of bullet point and also this script. Because, you know, as you said, I think more people do need to see this. And we might have something to do with that if we have anything to say about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it was awesome to have you guys back on today. It was good to like hear your voices and see you guys again. Thank you so much for having us. It's been like our own personal kind of like roundup as well. But like that's like it's quite our nice sort of like official end to what's been yeah. quite a, a mad nine months. It's the the last chapter on, of the book, essentially, we think. But actually, we know <laughs> where we are. Um, and what we want to sort of maybe what book two might be i don't know i don't know i'm trying to make an analogy and i don't think it's working <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that's where we are now but yeah so thank you so much for having us again yeah and we're honored that we got to just be this teeny little piece of the story that has unfolded regarding our last first so thank you for sharing your vision and your passion and your story and all the fun behind the scenes of this wild and wacky and important production mm -hmm. so thank you for being part of it too <laughs> as we end um tell our audience where they can find out more information about you and tell us what your next project is so you can keep up to date with everything we do because we like to post constantly um on instagram and on our twitter which is both um bullet point and then tc uh or on our website which is www.bulletpointtheatre.co.uk yes that is our website that is um <laughs> and next oh my gosh well sam well there's a there's a yeah um for bullet point theatre we we uh we are in the midst of researching and developing new play ideas that we have ourselves so we we've just come off actually doing a research and development of a new play called the one fifth um which me and lucy spent uh a week with seven actors in a room just really thinking of what the show could really turn into and what it could be and it seems like a very exciting concept where it merges puppetry with chekhov and also naturalism but not, Ooh. but also, um, 
but mainly talks about what as a generation what we need to be doing now so that the future doesn't turn to what we think it could be within this play um which is quite exciting quite bold i think it's the biggest thing me and lucy will have ever will will ever do because it is very huge. much huge and uh what we want to do with it and what we want the audience to take away from it um yeah. it's it's so immersive and also just we want people to really think about basically where we are and how we can make a change yeah. so that's one, that's, that's one of the new... things we've got a new musical that we're developing uh and we're about to launch a or we're in the process of launching a huge new writing um sort of showcase initiative here in the uk so yeah we're, we're a bit busy but you know and also like looking at like what's next for our last first planning all the craziness of, of that that we want to do um yeah, we thought that after our last first ended in June, we we might have a bit of a break, but actually we're now very we're now booked up until January. So <laughs> we're we're just going, we're just doing it, we're doing everything. We're throwing an awful lot of mud at the wall and just seeing what sticks. That's what we do as mm -hmm. artists, I think. It's what you have to do. Just have fun with it. Try everything. And Mackenzie, tell people where they can find more about us. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Imagine This Theater Pod Theater with an R E or at Wild Imaginings Waco, wildimaginingswaco.com, or through our wonderful, wonderful, wow, producers, Rogue Media Networks. And as for today, thank you for joining us to examine the fabulous production of Our Last First, and we hope to see you again in order to imagine more of this. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.